You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And we're down cash tonight. He uh, got a little coffee fit. That's not the drink. That means like he couldn't stop effing coughing, you know. Yeah. Um, AIDS. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> uh, Into the Badlands tonight, the episode seven. This was, what was the name on this one? Blackheart, White Mountain. Um. Believe it or not, this name makes sense. I can actually totally understand and relate where this is coming from. Yeah, somewhat. You know? Um, I'm going to move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, overall impressions. I think we're going to have a little divergence this week. Oh, a little split split call on this. Uh, uh, yeah, damn. I, one time we needed cash. I actually really enjoyed this episode. And, and I'm about 50-50 on this one. This was not my favorite episode. Yeah, so I look forward to hearing what your beefs were with this one. Hey, you know, this could be eventful, or I could slap you by the night's over. One or the other. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't I don't know. This is a strange episode to, to take in pieces, really. Um, my, my deal was is that, is that it was some parts, in my opinion, were unnecessary. Some parts were not consistent. Some parts were not plausible. Not even the rule of cool covers them, to my point. Um, but there was some what, there was some things I really, really, really liked. That's the reason I liked. I say it was a good episode. It was not the caliber of what I liked in the past. Um, where, believe it or not, we were on social media, and I had a lot of people comment from a lot of the posts we put out there, and we're, we're everybody split. There were some people who were like, waste of time. Another person was like, really cool to change the pace and go to kind of a different set point of where the story was going. Some people were like, you know, the move, the, the story long, the story didn't move along hardly at all, other than just opening a little bit of more character development on a few people. Um, no, so, I, won't, I won't disagree with that. It is a backtrack. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Baji and MK took Sonny back to the Abbots. Yes. The Abbots and stuff like that. That's a major backtrack. Um, but you're right. I think it. you finally learned some things about Baji. Yeah, you got, you got some stuff. Um, and I, I'm going to dive into some of that. Some of that I did like. Some of it I was like, hmm. Maybe it might have been execution. Maybe between us talking about it, you can, we can see where we lie with that. You know. Okay, that's fine. Um, but the you know the episode itself lines up exact right exact continuation. Yeah, I mean literally, he's still laying on the ground in you know the fake snow, um, and Baji could give a flying. You know, like, yeah, he's toast. You know, once they find these five marks on his chest. Yeah. Well, well until MK says. Yeah, he's got these weird marks on his chest or whatever like that. And, and Baji like, bing, you know. Yeah. Um, the most fatal. The five poisons. I was like, are we watching Kill Bill again? You know? Yeah, um, it was like five finger death punch. Um, yeah. Do you realize how many Kill Bill references were in this movie? <laughs> or I'm sorry, not Kill Bill references, but Quentin Tarantino references were in this movie. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, that. Maybe there's a needle stick at the end. That was yeah, very, a little Pulp fiction <laughs> A little Pulp yeah. fiction you know. I mean, there was people blowing that up on Twitter, like <laughs> Uma <laughs> Thurman Uma? rising, just yeah. like. <laughs> Where's Uma Thurman on this? You know. Um, there was, a. to me, this episode had a lot of, like, really strange, not strange, but very coincidental looking things that were I've seen in a lot of movies. 
I mean, I, I mean, it's the second I saw Homegirl on the screen, I was like, "Home bitch just come out of the well, and we got the ring." I mean, what is this? You know, I mean, there was a there was a lot going on here. Oh no, this touched on lots of stuff. Um, even the way it was shot, like the way they would film the car, you know, driving past them and then just heading down the road. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, a Tarantino movie. In a way, you know what I'm saying. Well, you know this mo- This episode was directed by uh, Stephen Fung, one of the direct, one of the executive producers, and good friends with Daniel Wu, and stuff like that. And you can definitely see his was quite a bit different than what we're consistent with. Yeah, I think so. I think this was definitely shot a little like um, jumpier, like fast pasty. Another thing is, is that you notice they never really focused on the set pieces like in the past either. You know, it was always on a character, not like the set piece was a character of the episode. You know, I, I caught that immediately just when I went back and watched it for the second time. You know, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of really cool set pieces in this episode, but they were not. They the were prim- focused on. They yeah. were not focused on whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, realistically, we didn't even focus on a waterfall opportunity that was could have been really cool. The the house and the barn he was living in was it was just kind of a blur past and forth. Um, the you river Baji said the river. On. Well, yeah, it was yeah. nonchalant. You know, I mean, there was the angles were way different. You could definitely tell the entire episode was very visually different. Um, and not necessarily not in a bad, in a bad way. way no, it just. You know, we rave about how much we love the set piece being another character of this show. But we also didn't get much for new set pieces. Well, you say that, but the waterfall That's was, the same one that MK I, trains at. I, I know that, you know, but we talked about a back door, rusty vent, like that. All that was bypassed, you know, and I thought that was something. That, why say all this if we don't get to see it? You know, I, I can just imagine how cool this would be. Missed opportunity to my point, you know. At the the house they were staying in and the farm and stuff like that, it looked like there was a lot of really cool details to it. Um, that was like kind of the only really new thing that you know was something completely different than we've seen before. You know, yeah, kind of. But I thought it was bland almost on purpose. I, I agree. You know, the whole grayscale. I mean, like yeah. the entire filter of the entire episode was in gray, just about for that whole guy. Um, but like I said, the 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 chick from the ring. I mean, it was immediate. You know. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, did you like the whole, you know, the alternate vision or mind play of Vale with an older Henry incorporated? Uh, actually, I really did. Um, it's not something that we see often, you know, where they play with this fact that he's poisoned and his mind is poisoned. You know what I mean? So he's like basically having to deal with confronting his like his biggest issue. You know what I'm saying? Right. His subconscious is attacking him. Right. I mean, it's almost like MK going to the Hall of Mirrors. You find out the thing that bothers you the most or what you're you you know what you're seeking that could be devastating. He's in almost the same retrospect of, you know, this is his <laughs> kind of what he's hoping for, but not, you know, realizing the dark side of possibilities. And But, but he's somewhat unaware, you know correct. what I'm saying, that this is an underlying. He knows he's tired of killing. But he doesn't realize that the bodies are stacking up in his head. You know what I mean? Correct. And like he's gonna, he's having to face it for the first time. I feel. Uh, no, I totally and get with you. I thought they handled this quite well. I was extremely surprised at, and I spoke to Cash about this before he left. 
Um, the music choice, anytime, you know, the hands would appear all of a sudden, you know, he's getting like touch on his neck and he turns, there's nothing there. I'm a huge fan of horror movies. And I thought this was handled quite well. There's a couple little spots in it that I was kind of like, meh, you know, I was iffy about. For, For instance, when she's all of a sudden floating and choking him, I thought that looked a little wonky. It was unnecessary to me. Like, her floating was... You've never seen her that way. It's always been here, gone, here, gone. Right. You know, sleight of hand, uh, just out of camera view. You open the shades, it's gone. Then all of a sudden, she's floating and choking. You know what I mean? But you you immediately forget about it when you see the bloody footprints running out the door. And then how badass she looks when it's just focused on her eyes. And her hair, you know, draped down and stuff like that. She's got like the green, you know, desiccation kind of in her face. The ring. Yeah. <laughs> it looked fantastic. Um, so I, I wish they would have. It's almost like when the monster is so cool because you barely see it. And then they show too much of it and you're like, oh, I see yeah. the rubber suit. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, you, like I know we keep referencing the ring, but if you remember the ring, you never really get to see her much. In, you until she crawls out of the TV. Until she crawls out of the TV, and then you still you don't get a clear visual of the face and the eyes and the full effect mm-hmm. until right there towards the end. So I totally agree. So let's break this episode down into the the sunny part, and you know where his vision versus you know Baji and MK and their storyline, because those are your focuses. Okay, let's knock out the the smallest storyline real well, quick. Well, the, the smallest one was Jade, Jerry, and, Jade Baron. Cool. That nonsense. Okay. She's in the tub. It's getting cold. Um, you get what you deserve, Jade. Yes. You, uh, you're, you're like snapping. The water's getting cold. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm like, the knob's right there, Jade. Turn the shit on. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's plenty more room in that tub for more water. Yes, I agree. Uh, yeah, this is where you're just mad at the cameraman. Come on, man. I mean, smoking hot here. I mean, don't, <laughs> don't, don't let us not at least get a NAS crack. I mean, what are you doing here? Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I thought this was kind of neat. I thought this this was what we talked about when she first declared herself barren. And you're just like, I wish the Clipper would just kind of ice her right yeah, there for everybody. Right. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, as soon as it was happening, I was like, you know, Jake and I are going to look at each other like, this is what we were talking about. Exactly. Uh, so a I call was, slaps her down. <laughs> yes. I was really, I was really pleased that they got to that, you know, that quick, you know, to show that really, I mean, really, I mean, her, her leadership was so frail and it showed it, you know, did you like, there was a lot of complaints that they did not show like an ambush or a, or you didn't see the widow's crew or Quinn's crew coming in and seeing you know, too much. You've got a little glimpse of them through the window. You know what I mean? You know why I think that wasn't? Because each episode has a budget. And when it comes to Sonny fighting the ghost and then Baji and MK fighting, you know, at the, the temple. And, and, yeah. I mean, you gotta imagine. Just Sonny's sequence alone, that costs some money. You know, one of the viewers that commented said that they were pleased that they didn't have to watch the widow and stuff like that, and that they there was people out there who were saying that widow and Quinn are getting too much screen time. And I which, think these people are deluded. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I, I to me, I don't think I think the show has transformed into Sunny is probably your primary character, but they have made it where there's a an array of primary characters. Well, uh, they've done what 
most successful shows do. You give a shit about secondary characters. Right. I mean, you think about a Game of Thrones type show. There's two main characters. And it's, you know, Jon Snow and Daenerys, right? But you can't say you don't care about Tyrion and Jaime and all of them. Oh, there's no doubt. All of them. So, a good show gives you enough character development and enough screen time for these characters and a good story to where you give a shit about them. That is a success to me. Not a not Agreed. a failure. Agreed. 100% agree. Um, so, obviously, you see that Jaden has a couple clippers that are still loyal. Go get some horses. They're running. And then he takes a nice butterfly to the back of the skull. Did you... How fast did you know this guy was dead when he came on the screen? Oh. oh to me... To me personally, I thought this was the end of Jade. I thought they were really going to stun us and really give us another, you know, larger character death, you know, within a few episodes and really make this a really shocking, surprising. And I would have been really pleased. Don't get me wrong. I'm nothing against Jade and the character like that, but no one would have ever expected that. Nobody would have ever gone. Are you that talking way. about if this Clipper killed her? Well, if this, uh, no, if the. If they had killed Jade off this episode. In no, I know. But I was talking about this clipper that came on the scene all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. There's no How doubt. fast did you know he was dead? Uh, well, the bottom line is anybody who becomes Jade's right-hand man is insta-death that episode. I'm will- I'm wanting to see a single clipper who has stood up and go, let's go, Jade, and not die. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I was just like, this reminded me so much of Austin Powers. You know, when his dad comes in. It's like, ha, look at you. You don't even have a name tag. You're dead for sure. Yeah. You, know I mean? you were henchman number two. Yeah. This guy was bald clipper. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, you're dead a lot. Yes. You're a lot dead. You know, there's something else that kind of bothers me is is that clippers, they they suck now. Do you notice that there's not, do you never, in the several episodes we've watched, what's remaining of the the Quinn Force, the Rider Force, the Clippers, Rider and Jade's Clippers are garbage. I mean, they. I mean, even when you see them outside and they're fighting, they're all getting yeah. slaughtered. The top hat dudes are annihilating them. Yeah, I'm just like, I mean, that part is an inconsistency to me. You got to show me at least a Clipper who's able to take out one. I just don't believe that they're just that. You Inept. just don't. You just don't fall off the wagon that far. Yeah, but. You're an old coach, right? So your team takes on the personality of the coach. It's almost the only thing they do get from the coach. You know what I mean? Other than coaching. I'm just saying, you think of like the Rex Ryan type team. Any of the Ryans. They all take on that personality of cocky, you know, lots of personal fouls, and they talk a lot of shit. You know what I mean? I look at it like, the Clippers under Ryder, a weasel, and Jade, another weasel. You know, I I feel like they are weaker than the rest. Weaker in leadership, but when your life's on the line, I just don't see you've just you lost no, a step. I, I agree with you. They they're not just folding camp. I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, it's like a bunch of weak tents out there. Yeah. There, what I'm saying is, is that I needed to see at least one Clipper take out a top hat. I need to see a, I need to see a butterfly get a wound. Give me something other than they're just being decimated. Yeah, 
No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think they really wanted to show that this queen, queen, Quinn and Widow Force, you know, really just smashing this group. But really, you don't see any of Quinn's people. You and don't we already because, know that Quinn because only there's has le- he's, he's less than people. He's less than twenty folks. Yeah. <laughs> and I swear to God, if they show up with sixty folks or a hundred uh, folks that are Quinn people, I'm going to call straight BS. Yeah. I hope this show and the person who is continuity master will be like, no, nah, he's got eighteen dudes. Yeah. Count them, <laughs> and they may be eighteen super badasses, but that's all he's got. I, I don't agree with that. To me. This is made up. This is like refugee camp, cog. You know, warriors. You know, they're not even. You know, here nor there. I'm not going to debate where the guys come, yeah, this, that, or so yeah. on. But the fact of the matter is, is that you know, I haven't seen any of them that look at you. And I'm like, okay, this is a bad dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even Quinn's right hand man. And, I'm like, yeah. You walk with a limp. To me, he he's a he's a ninja star away from death. You know, yeah. none of these people could get within forty yards of Tilda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. And, you know, so, and another thing with this scene is, is that I think we, we did some editing here because Tilda had a, you know, a bloody sword or a long knife and there's some other stuff. So yeah. I think there was some other scenes here that were cut down to make room for other stuff. I don't think so because Quinn had a big bloody sword while he's talking to Jade too. I, like I said, I think they had to save this budget. Okay. You know. All right, back to my thing earlier. Jade living. Agree or disagree? Um, I'm okay with it. I mean, I think she did hit him where it hurts him the most. Oh, yeah. Um, But they are kind of turning him into like a Voldemort kind of character where he's like, you're not capable of love and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you're, you're, you're attacking things he can't defend. Yeah. You know, and... I got all that. I was just really surprised he didn't run her through right there in the chair. You know what I mean? Oh, I was expecting a decapitation. That's what I was feeling. I was like, oh, there's a head about to roll. Um, Could you imagine a social media buzz if all of a sudden you just see him and the spray of blood goes up? You're incapable of love. (laughs) Yeah, I would would have been so We're not afraid to show an abbot get his head sliced literally at a 45-degree angle in half. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, so... Come on. Where's it at? No. <laughs> I don't mind. And right, the so, thing is, what he tells her to do, take her to the edge of the woods, basically, and set her free. Let her deal with nomads and stuff. You know what I mean? Let her deal with cogs on the run. Well, no, that the misery and shame of you thinking you went from the bottom all the way to the top to go all the way back to the bottom. Oh, w- even lower than the bottom. Right. You know, to be a disgrace. You know? Yeah. She uh, was a cog. Now she's just a woods rat. <laughs> What's right? <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Know. So let's just call that. That's the smallest little piece, and we talked way more than we should have. Thought. Yes, there's no doubt. Um, so Baji and MK have made the decision that they're going to go back to the monastery to, because the master is probably the only one who has a scroll with some something to be able to cure Sunny. And there's some hesitation there. Baji's like, Psh, he's dead already, wasting our time. No way I'm going back. Right. And MK does his, which I thought, believe it or not, this was one of my stronger MK acting episodes. I think this is by far the best acting MK Because done. I've struggled with some of his acting in some parts, but I don't think it's necessarily been all his fault. It's just, 
I haven't been in love with a lot of things they've done with his character, so it makes it difficult to fall in love with what he's saying for part of it. But no, but I think this was the best he's done. By far, this was... If I had to say there was a character that shined this episode, it was him when it came to acting. Yeah, I mean, shined because the other ones have been so muddled. I agree. Um, so we convince, we get him back in the car, and off they go. It's a day's drive. Um they make their way and Baji gives some information and we get a little background character development. I enjoyed this. Um, uh, flee. Yeah. Why, why'd you leave? Why'd you leave? That kind of conversation. And he talks about, you know, well, I killed my mom. Well, you know, I was saving a uh, flea. Now, of course the buzz has already erupted about who the flea is. Who's flea. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I have my guess. Which makes sense, you know, because it explains a question I've had for a long, 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 long time. Okay. Do you have a, your guesstimation? Honestly, I couldn't. I, I, I really couldn't think of who I, I thought it would be. Um, Here's the deal. Like, my first thought was is that, okay, this has got to be the widow. And this explains how she has these fighting capabilities. And as good as she is, even without a, a, a power present. Or so on. That was the first thing that went to my mind. But then I also think about her background story where she was the wife of a baron who was suppose a cog first that became the wife and then was being abused before she finally defended herself. That part doesn't match. <coughs> and my thing is, too, I'm looking for an extremely diminutive, tiny little person. Because that was his main thing. Her name's Flea because she's tiny. Well, yeah, she's a tiny little 150 pound. 150 pounds? Did she say 150 or 120 pounds? He said a pound. I can't remember exactly what it was. Maybe so. Yeah, she's tiny though, so not 150. Well, to me, there. I don't know if we've seen this person on screen. Perhaps not, but... You want to hope that you have? Yeah, and... You also want to think this is a younger person, so there's a possibility of Tilda. Because maybe it was when Tilda was young. You know know what I'm saying? See, the time scale here is the thing. He says he left, but you don't know how long he's been gone. No, see, I don't think Tilda, because Tilda was so young when she was being, like, raped by the widow's wife and stuff. I mean, the widow's husband and stuff. Right. I, I don't see Tilda... I don't see the widow necessarily, although the widow is a possibility, I guess. Right now, the widow is the strongest possibility. But widow's not a tiny woman. Well, she's tall because she's got four-inch heels. I understand. Not four. Four. Eight-inch heels. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's like Gene Simmons out there. I mean, yeah. Jade knows that heel well. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe we haven't seen this person. What if it's Veil? You know, what if it's... Negative, <laughs> but because that, that's the thing, we know her parents and who raised her. And stuff. Exactly. I mean, um, that's why I say, and we, it's not Jade. We, we, we figured that out. You know, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if we've seen this person on screen. I mean, I feel like we have, but well, who? Yeah, exactly. And plausibility. What's uh Lydia? Um, Too old. There's Nothing against her. She's awesome. Smoking hot. You get me wrong. Just, I don't see that with the Baji thing. Yeah, I agree. Because, I, mean, I, I mean, everybody who's a student is young. I mean, like MK age or this, that, or so on. So, 
you know, and if Aji let her go a while ago, we're, we're talking a younger person, you know what I mean? And the only person on the screen that fits the age demographic is Tilda, but that doesn't make sense. And the widow could be a little old. This could be a long time ago. You know, you, you just don't know, you know, the time scale is not there. I think it's put, I think this is planted in there to make you really, really flex your brain. But to me, I don't know if we've seen this person. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And this is my weird far out guess. Um, is maybe it's one of the other Barons people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like one of Chow's. Was that her name? Chow? Mm-hmm. One of Chow's people or something like that. You know, cause she like collects people. You know what I mean? That's her, you know, resource. So I wonder if it could be something like that, maybe. Because I'll have to get into it when, when we talk about it more, but he lost his power because he set her free. Right? That's what he says. It was never clear to me how he said he lost his power. I'm still not clear how MK lost his power. Right. I'm not either. But that's, that's the thing, though. Is like He said he found a spiritual loophole, and he freed her from the needle room, and that's why he lost his power. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, there, there's a big bridge that we have not been able to connect to figure out this. Because, like, I mean, the MK losing his power is, I'm still baffled. I have zero understanding. I mean, he didn't have to have anything going on for him to have that before he got there. So are we to say that whatever he got in that hall of mirrors or whatever shook something up where he's lost his power or something? I don't know. There's some explaining to do. I hope they do a good job with it because right now I'm I'm all spades. Yeah, it's kind of muddy. It really um, is. It's really muddy and unclear and not even coherent of what, how, and even Baji's explanation doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, you know, when they get into the master's chamber or like that, and he's like, no, grab all the scrolls and this leather satchel, you know, while he's over there pocketing the compass and stuff like that. I have a feeling like he wants all those scrolls to figure out how to get his power back or something. Oh, yeah. There's there's no doubt. But the crazy thing is, is that I don't see him grab multiple scrolls. I see him going through them and grabbing one. I agree. But I'm not wrong, right? Baji said, he grab said, them all. He said, grab them all. He said, also grab a, a leather satchel about yay big. Right. It's, you know, like that. And he finds that, and it's got the needles in it. And then you see Baji going through scrolls and dropping them until he finds the right one. And then he takes the compass. So, to me, they only took one. A scroll, mm, a bag, and a compass. Correct. It's all, all right. you saw him take. I understand what you're saying. And, man, we totally passed over one of the greatest lines. Oh, no, no, no. The lines is is that, you know, he talked about his dick one time. He also talked about shit up to his titties. And- well, he goes, yeah, I don't want to be tits deep in shit. And I don't like shitty tits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I almost fell off the couch, dude. That was fantastic. Delivery. Yeah, I don't want to go to the door with dick in hands because I just don't do that stuff to my dick. <laughs> yeah. I don't put my dick in that type of situation or some stuff. I was like, Wow. <laughs> I mean, Somebody had some fun with the writing on these. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, but the yeah. the shitty tits one, I just about <laughs> fell out. Oh, yes. Man, that was good. <laughs> and it's just perfect that they have Nick Frost delivering this stuff. And he does well with this. You know, sometimes oh, yeah. I could see people flop with this kind of lines, and he oh, easily. He, he drops them well. Yeah, it takes like a Waldo 
a Nick Frost yeah. you know, character, Baji yes. like this. Uh, very to pull these off. Very yeah. charismatic. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, so they get to the tree. He sees the waterfall. Baji's, he changes his mind. You know, and MK does the spiel of he's the only person who ever loved me. He's the only family I've got. I killed my mom. Yeah, all that stuff. And so he convinces him to go. And we're going to go through this door that's locked, but has some rusty hinges. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And skip. Skip. Bypass. We hear a dinner bell. They say they have very little time. You yeah, we, got a, we got a half dinner. hour. We got a yeah. half hour. Um, to me, it's going to take over a half hour to get to the waterfall, through the door, break it in, and get to where they were. So yeah, the speed at Baji moves. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so a little bit of issue with the time there, but nah. I moved on. Yeah. So they get in there rather simply. No guards, no nothing. Yes. You know, well, it's get, dinner time. It's chop time. It's <laughs> chop time. <laughs> So we already talked about it. You find needles, this, that, or so on. When you get to the door, master's waiting on them and does the double palm, double palm, them. yeah, <laughs> through the door. The door explodes like it's br- onto the table. Yeah, brittle. Uh, you know, looks like cereal going everywhere after you spilled your bowl. Um, <laughs> and they land on the table, and of course, in front of all your your novices and your abbots. Okay, yep. now this is a mixture. This is your Correct. novices and full fledged abbots. And the master is at the end of the table. Okay. And this is where we get the first scene of, oh, total bullshit. No way they did this on screen. And this is when you see Nick Frost do a backflip and <laughs> do a okay. complete circle in air and lands on his feet, hands ready to go. All right. We spoke about this last episode. <laughs> yes. Prior to this. About how we don't want to see Baji break the laws of fat physics. <laughs> All right. He would have so, snapped his neck on the table by doing a half a roll. Like I said, I, Cash and I spoke about this before <laughs> he left. Um, I was glad they made it a back roll. If they would have done the Jean-Claude Van Damme spring up onto his feet, yes, I would have turned the episode off probably. <sighs> I was happy at least that he rolls back and pushes off of his hands to do a flip. That is the only humanly possible way he could ever flip. I agree with you, bro. I understand what you're saying. But it, it was the only plausible way. If you listeners, I am shaking my head and giving him the middle <laughs> finger the entire time that he has said this ludicrous, just absolutely ludicrous explanation of how this is, has somewhat plausibility. I'm telling you. Nothing is Nick Frost, but he is 300 pounds, rolly wide as he is tall, can roll as fast as he can walk. And you're going to tell me this guy can, laying on a table, after taking a chest, you know, taking one to the chest that makes you fly 17 feet through a door, onto a table, slide 10 feet, that he is going to be able to roll them big legs of his up, get enough momentum to put his hands and come up (laughs) over onto his feet. Uh, No. (laughs) I mean, look... uh, I will take this over the JCVD oh, spring up onto your feet. I got you. I'm I, just saying. And, and the thing is, they made it even a little bit more plausible by showing that Baji does know how to fight. He, he does like that. The only thing that gave it any help was that they made it from way down a distance. You didn't oh, yeah. see Baji up close. It was like you were at the way, you were where the master is watching Baji doing <laughs> rolls at, way at the exactly. other end of the room. 
No, no, no. This is from 40 feet away. <laughs> yeah. And the camera was a little dingy. I mean, yeah. to make sure you didn't catch yeah, that. Uh, throw a little dirt on this lens. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like I said, it was one little thing. That it was like, it's just so funny that you and I talked about it last week. Oh, I, yeah. We better not see him break these physics, <laughs> you know, and they do it. Uh, uh, but you got to admit, you got to love his plan. Cut the novices. They'll fight everybody. He does. And I think the plan is great. It really, really is. But I call total and absolute BS that they get out of a room that has multiple abbots, multiple novices, and the master when it's just these two. And they're by themselves with over six of them surrounding them on each side. No, that, this I, fight that scene I would agree. was a complete and utter farce. Farce. To me, it nah. was not even. There, when I say bridge too far. There is not even a bridge. I mean, it was. It would have been so much better if it was smaller numbers on each side. Or something. The bottom line is, is that the second that they had, you heard that there's half abbots or even a third of abbots and with novices, their numbers against them. Sonny couldn't have made either one sided on one side of the table, much less MK, who has not shown that he can't handle two, but he's surrounded by five or six. MK can't handle one. Right. And so then you got Baji, which we didn't know Baji's capabilities. He's, which, he's an abbot. We got to remember abbot. he's an abbot. And so I saw his. I was okay with his for a point, dude. When he hits that dude with the bench, it's pretty badass. Yeah, it was pretty. But just the numbers game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just it was and, out of bounds for me. And I thought there was a slight bit of inconsistency in this fight with the fact that okay, they cut the novices right, and you see them kind of go crazy, but they always like draw their attention to the guy that's like flying past them. You know what I mean? Not Baji or MK. Well, that's the whole deal. Like, Baji would cut him, and then he would turn his attention to an abbot. Do you notice you did not see a single novice attack a novice? I don't remember if I did or not. I watched it twice. No black eye touched another black eye. Okay, but here's my thing, too. That's inconsistent. There's whatever amount of people. What do you think there was? Eight people, maybe? Oh, no. Ten? You could count... At least six on each side of the table, plus the master. So you could say 12 at the minimum. Okay. So my main issue actually, because with MK, he does have the sword. And I would think that they want to stay the hell away from the sword, right? And all you, you got to swing that around like a windmill. and hope. Which he did, which was, which was actual. Right. And so you kind of keep a distance at least. But as soon as one of them gets their paws on MK, you'd think you'd be toast. Um, Which they got his paws on him three times, and he I got know, out of it. I know. I, I don't agree with the fact... I'm with you. I wish the numbers were a little better. But the inconsistent thing I'm actually talking about is the end. This is a mix of novices and abbots, but the master gets surrounded by how many black eyes? All of them. All of them. But we already know that the abbots can control their power. Even when they go black eye... They don't attack each other. So, they know what they're doing. So you can see that there was at least eight, six to eight black eyed novices there. Right. And you saw two abbots get their neck broke and killed. And we don't even know what happens to the other one because you don't see that on screen. And so it's just so my, much. My thing is, why are the novices surrounding the master? Why aren't they just attacking each other like crazy? Well, that's what yeah, that's what I said a minute ago. And why did they not even touch Baji or MK or anything whatever? Else? Th- that's rule of television. Baji and MK got to get out, but you still have to stay consistent. 
there won't be a surrounding of a singular character. Exactly. They will all just be going at each other. It, all each it other. is 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 a free for all. Yeah, it's a mosh pit. It's the, all it is. There's nobody who's safe. There's not one singular threat. It's, it's like everybody's a threat. Animal magnetism. Yeah. You're the closest to me. I attack you. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's just like his story with Flea. The people we went down there to save, he killed that as well. There is no rational control of your ability. Just like MK thinks he killed his, his mother and everything. Else. Just like he killed everybody on that boat. Every single time we've ever heard about it going to the black eyes without control. They murder everybody. They murder everybody. So to have eight of them converging on one is like they were all in synchronization and so on. It's 100% bullshit. Well, it's just, it's not following their rules. Exactly. They set the rules. That was the his whole plan. Cut the novices. They'll attack everyone. Exactly. But they didn't. They just attacked anything opposite of they them. They attacked the abbots. They didn't attack Baji and MK. And then at the end there, they're not attacking each other. Now, the only thing that might give us plausibility is, is that we've never had a story where black eyes attack black eyes. Because it's always been singular. So for all we know, black eyes won't attack another set of black eyes. And so thus, the master is the only thing left. Yeah, maybe. But why didn't the abbots change themselves automatically? Exactly. And because they can control themselves. And they got the freaking light death punches and stuff. So there was at least four or five major inconsistencies with this entire battle that didn't match up to their own rules, the plausibility, the fat physics that were broken, and some and MK's new ability to fight and ward off multiples, even when he's holding down by two. I mean, so there was a lot there. All right. So the master obviously is a badass. She holds off two or three of the novices in a in a in a scene, but then they all kind of surround her. She got out of there alive. We think. Of course. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, she has the the, the light good. tap. Yeah, you know, what I mean, where she can turn them back normal. Right. Um, so she's able to do that nonsense. She could right. and I, zap I think, them all. I think that's the reason you do it off screen because, you know, having her fight eight of these things, you know. Yeah, because you don't want to make it where, like, all the terribly tropey movies where everybody attacks one at a time. Yes. You know? So that's silly. That's what exactly. we like about this show is the fact that they don't come one at a time. No. He has to deal with multiple forces. Yeah, you're whipping this one's ass and you get hit yeah. from somebody else who's exactly. not sitting there waiting their turn to get their ass whipped. I agree. You know. Um, but it sucks because I loved all of Baji's dialogue. I like the fact that MK's acting got better. For this fight to end in an inconsistency... It, it, it bothered me a little bit. It did. And that's the whole thing about the episode. When I said 50-50, we had all these really cool build-ups. We had all this really good dialogue. We had MK having some of his best acting, if not the best acting he's ever done. And to have their big moment be completely inconsistent, unplausible, and not matching the rules of the show was a huge letdown. And it kind of hurts what, what you created from all that. And then, let's go ahead and move forward where you know they go and we get to the cure. Of Sonny, okay, Um, where we do the needles, Um, and to me, even my wife looked at me and goes, this needle stuff they're doing is cheese ball, and that, I mean, that's my wife talking to me, you know, she's not near the detail we are, you know, she's like, I mean, out of her mouth, are we watching Pulp Fiction? I mean, well, here's my thing, we've seen the needle thing before, and it looked a little more like, um, surgical 
You know it was what I more mean? precision. More precision. It was a machine doing it. Remember? Exactly. Baji, who we obviously can tell is extremely powerful, is waylaying these needles into him when it's a needle. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just stick it where you need to stick it. And not only that, he puts, he does them five of them. I count all five. Okay? Well, yeah, it's supposed to be like one in every fingertip or whatever. Yes, exactly. And like you said, he's ramming them home where like it should come out his back. It would come out his back. And if it hit a bone, it would bend and snap. Or, you know, I don't understand it. They don't do any. They don't give it. They don't do any justice by the way they went about it. Well, and I just well, this if it'd be okay if they explained it in any formal way, but this is supposed to be some horrific version of acupuncture. Um, but the thing is, you see the needle, you see what it looks like, and you see him like slamming it down into him, like that is stabbing through his body. Yep. The bla- the needles are what eight inches long. Yeah, they're huge. He, he is ramming him down, but then. When it all comes up and you see the needle sticking There's out. There's still six inches of it sticking up. There's six out. inches of them sticking up. I'm like, you're not stabbing it into a piece of plywood. No. This is flesh and guts. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a soft bag of fluids. and I mean, come on. Like I said, it was and not, unnecessary. It was very unnecessary. And not only that, you realize we had the same repetitive scene of him raising the needle in front of you and going, ah, ah. Yeah, we no, watched it how many times in a row? You got to see the, every one of them. Every slapping one of them. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. And don't get me wrong. Now, it kind of matched up with what, what was going on in his mind at the time. Don't give me all that stuff. But it's still like... I, it, it just was clunky. It was cheesy. It just... Like you said, another thing... It's just like, really? There's six inches of needle still showing up. You well, know? It's, they need some more explanation. Because... We get the conversation about the needle room. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like, okay, why do the needles take the power away? Now, why do the needles cure Sonny? I mean, are these just metal spikes? How hard, how hard would it have been to him to unroll that scroll and like give me something that says, all right, we need to do this, this, and this? You know what I mean? Yeah, something that I takes mean- four seconds. Of him actually showing, instead of just going straight to him stabbing him, Uma Thurman. Well, I would have liked to have seen that the syringes were full of like a, a liquid. green liquid, yeah, a blue something. liquid, a white liquid. They were all clear. There was nothing in them. Well, I didn't see anything. Right. I mean, well, you saw what you could see out of his beefy mitt that wasn't covering the heads of these things. Yeah, I understand. But once again, no reason to stab him into him like you're trying to murder him. Yeah, because it was murder. Because <laughs> if you ram that thing through someone's heart, it's Probably bad. Yeah, and not only that, if you saw where the bruises were, which I was, I thought it was really cool, the special effects. Oh, it looks, the, looks great. Those, the, the two that. of them are on the sternum. Right. You know, which the other thing is, too, is that, wouldn't you know, I went back and looked when, when Sonny got hit, and this is not where Sonny got hit. I see, I thought he got hit more he on got the hit heart up, side. He got hit more towards the heart side, but like above the liver or kidney area. It was more to the side of the body, like under a peck. Or right at a peck. Does that make sense? Yeah, I thought it was like nipple height. Exactly. And from the angle they show you, because they were body to body, face to face, and this guy's hitting with you the right hand, you would not be able to do a blow to the center of the chest of the person the way they showed the camera angle. And so when you saw the bruises where they were, it, 
we are as a viewer, as a novice viewer, you're supposed to associate that's where those hands were making contact with your body. You know? Yeah. And where they showed on screen is that he was getting hit in a different spot of the body, but the bruises were in the center of the chest. Yeah, and I almost want to watch it again because I don't feel like the the hits the guy was landing looked like matched five fingers. Up like a separated hand. Exactly. Um because man, there's almost no power if you hit somebody like that, you know what I mean? That's like, and I didn't look to think, was the thumb on the correct side? Well, not only that, well, the thumb was, but did you notice that like, it was almost a straight line of bruises. There was a slight arc to him. And so when I was trying to take my hand and like put it on paper, just yeah, to see, if, to it, make that, to see like, if I could make that, does the hand shape I had to create to do that looked nothing like the wounds or the hits he was taking. Well, like the hits he was taking. That's what I'm saying, you know. I that would I would be curious to go back and look. And I'm talking about that is some fine ass detail to be looking at. Da, 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 where people are, I understand because you know we I, I I got an email from one viewer like that, and I, I love her to death, and I think it was awesome. We had a great conversation, and she said one thing I enjoy is is that I not near as nitpicky as you two guys or you three guys <laughs> are, but you always make me laugh. And enjoy what y'all bring to the table for details. And I thought it was a huge compliment. You know, it's like, yeah, why, why worry about details when you just gotta listen to us? We'll let you know what they are. You know. Well, and the thing is, the main thing we praise about this show is the details. I mean, just the set pieces alone, the details, the details on the weapons and the details on the costumes, the the stuff they just absolutely nail, man, and the continuity is all fantastic and it's just like come on man this is something real simple the the special effect makeup of his wound his bruises looks fantastic it is it almost looks like he's zombifying off of them like it's poison yeah well it even shows some of the lines moving that was really well done but go back to the the scene that you just you know filmed where was he hit you know what was hand mark actually look like? You know what I mean? Just like, man, I, man, it, I realize this is super nitpicky, but I love the show's details. Well, and I their, their continuity is strong. Yeah. And there's, and there's another scene later in the episode I'm going to talk about when it comes to continuity that I was pleased of. And then all of a sudden they went, they derailed and then came back to it. And I was like, no, <laughs> you know, um, so, yeah, and that email was for Christina Jones, by the way. I just want to give her a props. That was an awesome email and talking right. about things. And she had some good debating stuff. And I, you know, and I, I appreciated her comment. So, guys, like I said, anytime y'all want to email us or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, we'd love to incorporate those comments. Uh, you know, we talked about several people who messaged us about the widow possibly being flea and different things like that. So, don't hesitate. Always hit us up. But to continue where we're talking, um, Sonny's. Dream right. sequence, basically. Well, do we want to finish up MK and then by the river? Uh, that's kind of the end. Again, yeah, okay. All right, so we're now we're into the sunny. Okay, all right. We're in our dream sequence. We wake up. We 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 have this realization of Vale. Oh, you're here, and oh wow, this is Henry. You know, um, we get a super realization that this show has been hiding Vale's body this entire time. Um, yes. Well, we're not, we've, we've seen, 
Well, we've always seen pregnant Vale with an enlarged rack, and they've been showing her rack and sweaty brow forever. But they show her in like a robe. Right. Now we get the the hourglass dress. My word. This woman is gorgeous. Not tall. I, I mean, just, she's got... She, I mean, They went all out on her makeup and everything like that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, there was not, there wasn't an... There wasn't an inch of fabric that could have been pulled away from her on oh, that one no. dress that had, no, the, no, no. I call it the nun dress, the white thing coming down, you know. Oh yeah, with the the thick like belt across yes. the, the 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 fashion the designer had fun with this. Yeah. You know, and I this, wanna know if she could breathe. <laughs> there's not a single eyebrow hair out of place. Yeah. You know. I mean, Chick is gorgeous. Yes. Um and then we get Henry, and I was super surprised that they were able to find a child that mixes a light-skinned black woman and an Asian man. You know, to me, Henry fit the bill, but like, to me, he was like, he looked Indonesian or... I agree with you. He had a... Almost like they grayscaled it because, man, this is hard to find a kid. Yeah, I mean, like... I, I, he has a weird skin tone to almost where it's like, it's not blackface or anything like that, but it's like he was made up that color almost. I, I'm, I'm not beating it up. I thought I liked the actor they chose. I liked the look he had. I thought all that was good. Um, I just, at my first initial thought when I saw Henry was not Henry. Does that make sense? I, I saw a, a Filipino child or an Indonesian child. or there you something, go. I some, thought maybe a little Filipino. Something yeah. of that nature where, you know, um, I guess I guess what threw me was the, the longer straight black hair a little bit. You know, I don't know if it helped or hurt. There was just something a little off. I thought the eyes would have a little bit more characterization towards Sonny. You know, I, because when you see the baby... See the baby Henry when you the the, the true baby it's Henry a, it's chubby it's chubby the skin is much paler Asian, and, and yeah. much more Asian characteristic especially in the eye effect and so when you see Henry it just doesn't match and which don't get me wrong this is a this is a vision or you know a yeah. poison on your mind or whatever it and just as the a, two didn't match to me as a father of three I your kids that come out and everybody talks about cute babies and stuff but. Really, they look like lizards. I mean, they're hideous little creatures when they're born. Speak <laughs> um, for yourself, my children were beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, no, they all look the same. They are purple and gross. And you know, we're talking about minutes after birth. I understand what you're saying, but you can't tell me that baby Henry, the last scene you saw, baby Henry, okay. Which is like a little tiny sumo wrestler in a yes, blanket. Yes, very chubby little fella, very distinct Asian eyes, the whole nine yards, what you would expect, and so on. And what you see now as future Henry do not correspond to me. Yeah, I, It's I, a leap, but not terrible. Yeah, but I'm not going to beat it up because I like the kid. I think he I did, did a good job. I think he did a great job. I really liked how they did all this stuff. So you meet Henry, then we go outside, and you know they're doing some farming stuff. Like I said, cool set piece. Um, I love how they had stacked wood as part of going up the stairs. All that stuff was really cool. I love mm. all the fencing, um, you know. And he's like, I want, you know, I want to be a farmer. I want to be a fighter, you know. And 
it had taken five seconds to hit him in the hand. And oh, my bad, my bad. You know? <laughs> my bad. He goes full Adrian Peterson on this kid. <laughs> oh, oh, this is Blue TV, and we're done for the night. Yeah, Adrian Peterson, God. shove these leaves in your mouth, little boy. <laughs> yeah, um, go find your switch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I thought this is a subtle way to start this. It was. Um, it was. And this is like once again Sonny's worst nightmare. Like I don't want to raise a kid to be violent, you know. No, I mean? it's yeah, like, and the, already his interests I are already fight. off. You know, this yeah. is the first sign of flaw. And this kid swings around this freaking was a wood staff, walking yeah. stick. Yeah. Uh, it slings it around like a pro. <laughs> um, it's like, oh god, this seven year old could kill me. <laughs> yeah. So then it turns to, hey, I'll race you to the to the barn. You know. So they run up to this barn, and you have all these hogs laid perfectly with are are we to say that there's crosses being these are X's X's or crosses but or we find out what they actually are um but we forgot he's like I want to be a fighter because girls like fighters and he's like well, is some girl you're interested and he's like yeah girl in the woods I met named Artemis Artemis so I was like oh creepy cool um no I finally realized what this is. To These me, are the hash marks. Well, off his back. Off his back, carved into the pigs. But you know, when you first look at this, you do not make that realization. No, no, no. It's not until the you boy's see. hash mark gets carved on his back and stuff like that that you realize that this is what this is. Um, tweakest answer for this is that this is wolves. This yeah. is so far from an animal. <laughs> it's just... These are clear-cut lines on this I thing, mean, Sonny. Precision. And not only that, wolves <laughs> wouldn't stack their you know, wounded prey in nice, lines. even lines. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be um, wrong. I didn't have a problem with that because what do you tell a kid when you see a ma- you know something that looks like a massacre you've never seen before? Oh, well, it's wolves. Yeah, what do you They're- tell a kid? But then you tell your wife the same shit? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll build the fence higher. The wolves won't come in. Dude, there's a serial killer out there picking <laughs> up our pigs, giving us a sign. <laughs> Uh, she's right. We're moving. Yeah, really. Without you or what? Oh, we're gone. Um, this is the smart person in the horror movie. Don't run upstairs, you stupid bitch. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just like, this is the smart person. Like, I know it. Holler. Deuces. We're out. Yeah. We're out. There's some stay. chick out here looking like the grudge. We're gone. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> he's over there. First off, you know anything about wolves? They like... They eat you ass first. I mean, they're <laughs> I mean, there's, horrific animals. Well, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a massacre. There's no, <laughs> there's no definition. Yeah, I mean, they are awful. Yeah, I mean, monstrous creatures. And this thing is perfectly carved out and laid out nice. Right. Like he's laid some some pig bellies out. Ah, oh, no, it man, fresh no, bacon. Like they're curing. What? Throw your salt. Yeah. Out. Throw your salt. You know, it's a fresh pork grinds over yeah. here. All right, this bothered me. The blood drips on Sunny from above. Okay. Yes. Was this purely just him realizing they were dripping water into his mouth? Or was this him just finding blood above? Because he never got the answer of why there was blood above you. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think there was any reason other than a really cool editing to where the blood dripping on him was the water MK dripping in his I, mouth. That's all that I could figure out. So I was okay with that. But, you know, there was some people who's like, you know, what the hell was bleeding above the barn? Because it made it look like there was blood coming from above and leaking down. You know what I mean? And you got to remember, this is also a dream sequence. Absolutely. I mean, I just, blood I just, could have been 
pouring up out of the ground. Oh, God. You know what I mean? For any reason. Well, there could have been another whole row of pigs above. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. I was Honestly, I was expecting him to look up and there'd be a pig like hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, or stuck to the ceiling or something yeah. like that. You know? Right. Well, a bunch of jars with blood everywhere, like exorcism, you know? <laughs> yeah, just some sick yeah. Hannibal Lecter's torched face off is wearing it. Oh, um, no. Anyway, so then it cuts away, and we go back to, all right, it's time for dinner, and you go in there, and he's got this slice on his hand, and Artemis gave him Sonny's sword, you know, that he took off of the moon. What is now Sonny's sword? It's like now... Sonny's weapon, all of a sudden. Right. Just a new definition weapon, supposedly. Yeah. Um, and he sliced his hand open on it. You know, um, I don't want you to see this girl anymore. I don't go out in the woods, blah, 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 and so on. And then, of course, it cuts away again. And we get to the part where he is he crying in the bed? Okay, he's got blood on his back. Is that his next thing? He t- lifts up his pajamas and he's got the branding or the we, marks. We get a couple scenes of. <clears throat> Sunny spotting Artemis like on the wood line and then her vanishing. And um, I like those. Her from the distance were good, you know. Oh yeah. And even when he, he cuts back and you see the tree limbs moving, you know what I mean? I was like, Oh, that's kinda cool. Little mm. little thing to put in there. Right. Um Yeah, I think this is when you get uh Vale wanting to leave. No, that's after the no, back. No, it's after. It's after um, the whole you know, his thing on his back. But yeah, whatever. It goes into his back being carved. Uh, to me, it looked like a, to me it looked like a branding, like something had stuck him, you know, and left an imprint on his back. Yeah, but it also could be a, a peeling, right? Because it looked like it was like just taking the layer well, of skin off. It's just like when you saw his tattoos later, like they were glowing and coming off of his skin, like they were enlarged and raised on his. No, body. they were actually embedded in his skin. Okay, they were like carved into him. I'm talking about Sonny later on the episode. I'm talking about Sonny. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I, to me, it looked like they were coming out and raised, glowing, hot. No, because you remember when like the blood's pooling and it falls into him. Mm-hmm. That's his back. Like you see the blood rippling and it's like rippling down him. You know, inside of right, the stuff right, right, and, right. and gathering. Well, this is the part we talked about where the hands come under the table. You know, the hand comes across his neck and then he's. Choked. Being choked, which didn't care for this part like we talked about earlier. Right. You know, um, and plus he was standing on his toes. You know, it's not even like he was lifted off the ground. It was... But once again, it's just to show that the poison is choking him. Right. Uh, it's symbolism. This, yeah. And this is where MK puts a respirator on him. Correct. Um, so he can breathe better. Right. Cool respirator, by the way. I, 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 we see these respirators every single day at work. It's just, you know, they put some steampunky stuff on it. Yeah, it had like cool. these like steampunky valves on each side yeah. and some, you know, metal nuts and all that stuff. It was pretty I, neat. Almost in a way thinking like maybe it's one of the gasser masks. That's what I thought. To me, I thought that, like, they're going to give him, him some opium to try to like yeah. make him relax and maybe yeah. help him out. Um, so that's totally where I was with that on as well. Uh, so they do that. Well, then he goes outside to look and he, uh, you know. Nothing there. When he goes back inside, Vale is shish kebab. Tore up, you yeah. Know, on the ground. Um, now, blood everywhere. She's blood. No distinctive wounds that I could tell. She had a mark on her forehead. Some spots. It was just around. blood streak It was head. just blood everywhere. Like, there was no, like, significant stab wound, no slashes. Her clothes weren't tore. It was just bloody, bloody, bloody. You know? And so, as soon as this happened, I was like, okay. Continuity, man. 
he better not walk outside with clean clothes on. You know, oh, that, no, and he doesn't. He rolls outside, and he's got a splatter of blood on his body, you know, yep. right here by waist. And it's already it's soaking into his clothes. A little bit, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a good stain like that. He receives his son. His son's covered. The bloody footprints right, running Right, walking out. away, yeah. Pretty, my favorite special effect of the entire episode Very cool. was the bloody footprints and the blood pooling and to make the slashes. I thought those were by far the coolest things. He goes outside, and you see his son, and he's covered in blood. You know, and he's like, you know, she wanted to leave, and we can't do that. And you yeah. know, she creepy, wanted to be a farmer. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, so I like that. So it made it look like he was the one that killed Vale, killed his mother. Right now, this is the part, you know, where he's over Vale. I kind of skipped over a second ago, and I put this in my notes. And this was one of the first times that I felt like the acting was not where I thought when Daniel, he screams out. When he screams out, I was like, oh god, that, that did not deliver well. No, it was it rough. It was really it rough. It, it was the first thing that came to my head. It was like, ooh, that's the uh, weakest weakest um, scene of Sonny I remember. Yeah. It did not show me a guy who had just lost the love of his life. It just He was like, all right, I just need to holler here. Ah! <laughs> ah! This is not you ah. on the toilet after a bender, okay? <laughs> this is your love of your life is gone. Release the demon. <laughs> yes, right. Um, it, it just, man, and I looked at my wife and I said, so was that believable? She, she just shook her head, you know? And I was just like, okay, I, I just, that was a couple scenes with him that Sonny, you know, Daniel Wu's character didn't deliver well. And this was the worst one of all of them. Um, but it's quickly followed by such a cool scene. Yes. No, you're wrong. When he goes out into the woods and he finally meets Artemis and, you know, and she keeps hinting. You don't, you don't remember me? You know? Which, to get me wrong, I was racking my brain. Like, have we seen this character? Has no, he no, killed no. a little girl before? Or da, 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 da. And I was like, no. You know, uh, honestly, I thought that was going to be his first kill. Was going to be her. That's what I thought it was going to end up being. Um, but it ends up she's just one of the One of many. She just happens to be the... She's the visual tool of his nightmare. Right. You right. know... Um, which is fine. You know, her going up in the tree and coming back down and moving around and doing all that stuff was pretty cool. Uh, what, believe it or not, what I thought was cool was, was that when you see the other one show up, I, what I thought was the coolest thing ever is, is that I love that you see him being outnumbered and that being a factor. I love that when he was getting hit or hitting others, it was like a spark, not plugged and yeah, like a Flame would cut across him. I thought that was really cool to shake it up instead of uh, seeing him just you know getting filleted and blood going everywhere. Boy. Well, it's not like he's not messing up a bunch of them, but like we say, we always like about the show, they're not attacking one at a time. They're no. mobbing him. Exactly. And another thing is, I slow mode this, and if you, if you could see the array of people that were supposedly his victim, young, old, women, oh, children, everybody. grandpas, and I'm... Almost a thousand percent sure Tilda is walking in there. I swear to any of you, go look because her distinct haircut and now, distinct clothes, you see her walk almost like, hey, we need an extra. Do you Tilda, go out here and put here? some clothes on. Tilda, just come out here. We're going to throw some gray stuff you on. You want to make some extra cheddar on this episode? Yeah. I just, <laughs> you know. Your scenes are light. For your paycheck, we're going to need you to stand yeah, in. We need you to work for a full eight hours to get paid. <laughs> For your SAG benefits. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I promise you. I hope, I want I want to know if anybody else spotted it. 
But I'm almost a thousand percent sure she's in there. Okay. Okay. I'm kind of curious now. I only watched it. I might even rewind it and take a screenshot of it and, and, you know, and post it. Do it. Do it. All right. So finally, as Baji's laying the final, you know, 27 inch needle, two inches into his chest, he, you know, as Sonny is being overtaken. Cool visual upper scene where you know you see down him being oh, yeah. taken this over. Is the John Snow scene. It, it, thank you. Oh, just took the words right out of my mouth. The John Snow Battle again, of the Bastards. Again. Yeah. Another really cool scene, the way it was shot on another show or Borrowed. TV or yeah. movie that is yeah. used for this episode. Like I said, there's five or six really big scenes in this episode. More, more than that. That are like brought to you by, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Uh, we need to have an extra credit reel. Thank you, HBO director. You know, Bochnik. <laughs> you know, thank you. You know, I mean, I mean, really. Yeah. Um. So we have that, and of course, Sonny wakes up very similar to Emma. You know, eyes open. <gasps> you know, not as crazy as not as crazy. Though, of course. Um, I've saved him. We we saved them. We've saved, <laughs> and the cheese ball rolled off the table at the exact same time. I mean, it was just. I didn't have a problem with this cause, because because he he made a joke I out did. of it. Uh, no, again, it's just like he didn't deliver when Vale was dead. You know, they didn't deliver. We got him back. You know, it was they turned it more like you said into a funny. Uh, to me, it wasn't an opportunity for funny. This was a redemptive moment. This is Baji. You know, bringing something to the table instead of, well, you know, I guess we got lucky. You know, that's kind of what Shitty it felt tits. like. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he's, Sonny's in the car. And in case, how you doing? And he, he had this little line. He's like, I'm enjoying the day or something. Yeah, just soaking in the day or something, something like, like that. Something like that, you know. <laughs> I mean... I mean, this is something you've seen a bazillion times. Anybody no. that you've ever spoken to that's had like a near-death experience, they're like, you take it for granted. Right. You know. Then the cheese ball rolled out of the car seat when he said, you know, uh, way you to did, go, kid. You did good. <laughs> you did good. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I did good. <laughs> I mean, did he have the butcher block and the butter knife for that scene with the cheese? I mean, it was... It, yeah, I was not a fan of this. This was not. It, I mean... You could have left that part out. You could have left him out in the car. You didn't even need this. No. Show him in the car just sitting there. Chilling. And leave it at that. Exactly. MK doesn't need to Recovering. get in the car. Nothing. We don't need to have this moment of it. Matter of fact, the Baji MK scene should have happened before the car scene. Because he's like, I just left him. And at the end of the, the Baji scene, I better go check on him. I'm like, you've been gone for two seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he might not have made it. <laughs> <laughs> Stage five. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, yeah. It's out of order. It was. It was just like I said, completely unnecessary. I, I've just this made no sense. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm uh, totally in with case you. a uh, virgin clinger. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> this is really weird. So I better uh, text him. Better text him. See what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, where are you? What are you doing? <laughs> All right, what about Baji sitting there on the river? I think he's like uh, having like a like interpersonal struggle with whether or not to be the shithead that the master was calling him. You know, because he's obviously is stolen the compass. Yeah, well, he's a conflicted man. There's no doubt about it. Right, and I feel like maybe the compass is going to lead him to flee wherever this 
Al- Avil? Avla? Alva? B- b- the city? The I'm just the, the I'm enjoying leading. watching you squirm here. What's the name of the damn place? I'm not telling you. You don't know it, you stupid <laughs> bastard. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's the only thing I can think of. Why he's being this selfish. Because he wants to make sure he can get there. Um, Ezra. Yeah, you see, you just thought of it too. No. You've been waiting for minutes. You're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Uh, hey, look, I tried to save you some face. Let me watch him squirm. You said Avalon. <laughs> I said Avla. Avla. <laughs> That's like generic makeup. I mean. Avon, lady. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I can think. It's just him struggling with whether or not to be, you know, up front, a double crossing douche. Yeah, I give you that. I give you that. Cool scene, you know. What I mean, like where where he's sitting, you know, the set is really pretty. But yeah. they don't focus on it, like we say. They don't. You know, the the scene is from like the cameras over the water instead of the opposite. You know, where the water is not a prominent. You know, no, it's just kind of like on the left side of the shot. I'm with you. You know. Um, and then that's that's credits, you know, before we get to this preview. And so, you know, the funny thing here is is that, you know, we didn't dif- we didn't differ on some of the parts here and yet you thought this one of the best episodes and I didn't. No, I think you think you had a fifty fifty episode. Instead you were actually fifty fifty on certain scenes. Okay. I think this episode was better to you than you really think. Uh, I think we had more cheese than I wanted. I think we had some more impossibility. Two cheese scenes. At we had four. A, at least four. A sunny scream. We had a goofy little line after he's woken up, and then we then we had an inconsistent ending to a fight scene. That's it. Okay. I'm gonna. All right. <laughs> Let's all talk about how great Walking Dead is. <laughs> yeah. With the fucking wait a minute, wait, wait, we BJ cannot throw that in here. here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I will tell you this. What do you think about this preview? To me, um, this preview is a huge fast forward. It's a lot. I mean, they're not only have they made it through the wall. Yeah, of they're the in the Badlands to be able to meet the widow already. Um, but yeah, he's meeting the widow. He's meeting Chow. Not only that, he's an all white. He's evidently he's already made a deal with another baron. Chow. I mean, yeah, I mean, like there's they're in some kind of weird bus that's getting blasted by Chow's people, and then they obviously make it out and somehow meet up with the widow and stuff. You know what I saw this preview? It pisses me off. Is first of all, we're gonna we're meeting Sonny the widow this fast, which don't get me wrong. I'm excited. I'm, ha- I'm happy we've got into the Badlands and we're doing this, but this seems like a huge leap forward. I, to me, I thought we were going to have at least one whole episode where they are getting through the wall, encountering whoever. Encountering and, all the people they left in their wake is what I would think. Yeah, that all, all those things. But And then we get into an episode before we finally converge with other people in the Badlands. To me, it's like we hop, skip, jump. You know, do not pass, you know, we pass go and got everything all in one episode here. And here's the thing that's going to make me mad is, is that I think they've shown the final scene of the next episode. I was just about to say that when he lays that sword over the widow and says, no one is safe. I, I think, think that's credits. credits. Yeah. Credits. There's I was no- just about to say the same damn thing. I mean, it's scary. I'm just telling you that right there. I was just like, Pff. I mean, this, this fell into a 
a constant problem that we deal with with movies and television where the trailers, previews, whatever you want to call Give it. Give away too much. They just throw too much at you, and it's like, oh, man. I mean, it's like, think of the funny movies you go to watch. The trailer is full of all of the funny scenes. Yeah, the best parts. And then the rest of it's like filler. It's so hard for me to even go to a theater to watch a comedy now. I will not spend money at a theater for a comedy. Mm-hmm. There's no reason when you can watch it at home. The experience is no different. Exactly. Because it's for the humor. And if the humor is wasted and begin a preview, pfft, yeah. what's the deal? The only movies you go to the theater for are action. Sci-fi for sure. And stuff like that. Sci-fi is a form of action though in yeah. a way. You know what I mean? But yeah, sci-fi or action movies. That's the only Which a theater experience, you know. Which you need the theater experience. The sound, the size of the screen, enjoying it with other people around you. Absolutely. Yeah, so this preview, as cool as parts of it were, I think people I hope people realize that it is shooting you way in fast forward mode. I feel like this is gonna be bad because we're gonna bypass some things that I wanna see details. I'm scared we're not gonna see any of these former foes. Nas, any of those people like that. And we're just going to walk through the wall somehow and immediately meet up with Chow, and that's how the story begins. I don't know, man. I think I think these guys are hopeful, is my thing. You know, I have not seen the article, but Cash has said that this is already signed for a third season. It is. It's already been done. I already, and, I already, I already t- uh, tweeted and private messaged uh, how many Al episodes? Golf. And he's, they're getting 16 episodes next season. That's right. That's a boatload of episodes. That is a ton. If they're doing But you know, AMC that well, does that. But AMC, when they do 16, they don't do 16 in a row. Split it up 8 and 8. I'm wondering if they're going to do the split. Maybe so. They need to fill some well, slots. Guess, well, guess what? The split has worked for them. It's like getting two season finales in a single season, thus yeah. creating a new platform. AMC has done this and is doing well with this, with this blueprint. I agree. And so we could go um, an eight and eight. But my thing is, if they already have that, then maybe they already assume that they'll get another season and they can start bringing old characters back in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think they are, you know, their expectations are high and that their their dreams are big. You know what I'm saying? So I think maybe they see a future for the show. Here's the thing about Into the Badlands that I do not want that Al Goff and um, Miles Miller to do. Do not make it a revolving soap opera where the big bad guys never can die. Well, we've already seen that that's damn near not the case. We've well, seen big characters die. Not we, the massive characters, but we've seen some big ones go down. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm saying, like, I think for this show to really be able to bring it, you know, we're going to have to be able to see, you know, we're going to have to have that shakeup. You know what I mean? You're going to have to have that story direction go where you can't just constantly have Quinn, the Widow, Tilda, Sonny, Baji, all these people are always safe. You know what I mean? There's going to have to be a shakeup. No, I agree with you. And you got to understand, all the characters we met this season, as far as like bad guys and stuff, including the Master too, it's like all these people still have stories. You know what I mean? I'm like... Yeah, there's plenty. There's to a work wide them open. In. Yeah, there's a huge palette here to work with. There's yeah. no doubt. You got to work them in somehow. But the, the way the show is going and the pace is going, I just don't want it to be a reshuffle in a new version of control, loss yeah. of control. No, I agree. I agree. You know, I think. I mean, I think an end game for the show is like the end of Barons. 
Well, not only that, or, or Azra, you know, is yeah. you, you know, it's like the Wizard of Oz. You when you finally get to the castle at the end, you know what I mean? Yeah, and realize what it curtain. is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so that's that's kind of what I'm looking at. So I don't know. That's what I feel about it. But guys, as always, really appreciate y'all listening. Um, still, absolutely love Into the Badlands. Think the guy, it's one of the most unique and visually appealing shows out there. Really, really enjoy it, and always enjoy y'all guys com- conversing with us, talking at us. Got a lot of emails, a lot of social media. This one, really appreciate all those comments y'all put out there. It's been a lot of fun, and we look forward to the next episode and where it takes us. Uh, but other than that, guys, I think we're going to call it a night. Uh, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And we'll see y'all next week. 